0: They're terrible people, but it's very funny.
1: This had to be worse. I'm actually sweating right now. (laughs) I'm good with not doing more of that. You've derailed us, Larry. (laughs) It's fabulous. We're corralling. We're corralling. We're bringing it back in. Welcome to another potentially useful episode of the TCAPS Loop podcast. My name is Larry Burden, and she's refusing to succumb to temptation or bitterness. It's Danielle Brostrom. And though she often experiences finite disappointment, she never loses infinite hope. It's Steffi Light. <laughs> this week's Moment of Zen is not an occasional attitude act, it is that does not make any sense. I'm going to change this in post. That's what I'm going to do. But I'm going to go, and I love the red face that Steffi has right now. You know that, that embarrassing moment where you're like, you don't want to see somebody do something that's really embarrassing because it embarrasses yourself. Like you feel it. You have empathy for that. That's what's happening on the, on the Google Meet right now. Just a lot of embarrassment. So here is that moment of Zen that will not have a preamble. I'm just going to go straight into it. Life's most persistent and urgent question is... What are you doing for others? Martin Luther King. Which, by the way, there are at least four Martin Luther King quotes in the start of this episode because that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about Martin Luther King Day coming up this Monday and what we're doing to, to celebrate and think about his service to our country and, and humanity, I guess, as a whole. So, Steffi and Danielle, what are, what are some of the things that we have going on? This is all Steffi, I, I,
0: <laughs> frankly, I, I'm watching her and all these amazing things that she's planning. And Larry, when you asked me about a pod topic this week, there's no way I couldn't bring her on and give her a voice. So Steffi.
2: We are so fortunate because there are some great community events happening and we are partnering with United Way and E3 to bring some opportunities. And I am doing a very small part of that. And it's a team for sure doing all this amazing stuff. But starting on Saturday, there's um, an event gathering at the Open Space and then a Freedom Walk that will end right near Central Grade. And at Central Grade School, there will be the first of, well, we have four story walks that are going up. And so I'm taking apart picture books and we are putting them on signs that will be at the at a kind of at a kid level. And this is really designed for our younger kiddos because, you know, picture books are for everybody, but we want to have something that's for families with elementary and younger kids to do as a group. And this is a social, outdoor experience that hopefully builds positive interactions with reading because we're all about reading and we're all about books and and celebrating the joy of books and, and So the Story Walks, the four of them that are going up on uh, Friday, tomorrow, they'll be up for one week. So when the kiddos are off on Monday from school, this is an opportunity. If they are able, they can visit the Story Walks. Um, On Monday, there's also opportunities to volunteer for families and for students. And that is available for sign-up on the United Ways website. And real quick, before I talk more about the Story Walks, there's also um, some community events Saturday night. Um, There's a fundraiser being held at Right Brain. And I know that there are also some events Monday evening for families um, that are uh, musical-based. So I don't have all the details on those, but I think it's through Building Bridges, the musical group in town. So there's a lot of opportunities to celebrate the spirit of Dr. King. And the story walks are being, will be at Central Grade, Montessori at Glen Loomis, Willow Hill in Ashton Park, and Traverse Heights. So those four elementaries we'll be hosting. I'm happy to give you a sneak peek of the books. But I was just going to ask that, yeah. <laughs> so at Central Grade, the book that we're featuring is I Have a Dream, and it's illustrated by Kadir Nelson won a number of awards, absolutely gorgeous artwork, but it's an illustrated picture book of the um, text of Dr. King's speech. So that is at Central Grade. And Montessori will have a book called I Am Every Good Thing by Derek Barnes. And it's a story of a kid and all the things he likes to do and the things he thinks about in the future and his hopes and dreams. And it's a story about a kiddo and Willow Hill will have a book called Hair Love, and it's a little girl who, she and her dad are getting her ready, and she, her dad is struggling with what to do with her hair, and it's just a very cute family story. Um, and they end up in a good spot by the end after some struggle with um, dad and daughter um hair design time.
1: Let me and- tell you, I can relate to that. In in my own little way, as a dad, uh, I'm sure it's uh, you know some of the topics are a little bit differently. But dads, daughters, and hair—that's that is a universal topic, my friend.
2: I have to say, when my daughter was in a play, I had to learn quite a bit about how to do a bun. Like hair is hard. It's not just dads who struggle with doing hair. And then at Traverse Heights, we're going to have a book called The Last Stop on Market Street. And it's a little boy and his grandmother who are taking a bus trip through their town and just delighting in experiencing different places and people. And another award winner, that's by Matt de la Pena. So the story walks, again, the books are taken apart, so you can read them collaboratively as you're outside and walking in between so you get some time out in nature and it looks like the weather's going to be not as bitter cold so I'm happy for that stay tuned for more story walks that'll be coming um, after this week so these will be up for one week the 14th to the 21st if it's too cold it's too cold but you know I would say you go through one book in about 15 minutes, probably 20 minutes. Um, And a lot of our locations are also close to places that have hot chocolate. You could pop in for something warm and toasty. They won't be posted indoors at this point, but you you can do a story walk down a hallway in a school. You can do a story walk anywhere.
1: I absolutely love the idea of sharing a story with the community in that way where it's a little more interactive to some extent, and you can go around and, you know, even have discussions between pages. So you have actually some time to to think about and uh, kind of ruminate on the message of the page. I think that's very cool. And, you know, you had mentioned earlier, it's not just that day. You know, the story walk is going to be up and in place for, did you say a week?
2: A week. yeah. So, so. Ho- hopefully during this week and, you know, weekend and then on Martin Luther King Day, as well as into the next week, you know, these are stories that are universal. And if people can stop by at pickup, you know, if their kids are at those schools or hopefully there'll be times that uh, work for people within that big time frame where they're up. So I'm excited to walk through them. Like I've, I've read these books a number of times and spending a lot of time interacting with them, getting them put together, but Having them outside and walking through a trail and reading them in that setting,
1: I'm excited to do it, too. How did those books get selected?
2: The four that we have are stories that feature characters who are Black, for the most part, and are stories that have won a ton of awards. I was looking for books that have... You know, you don't want to have a very uh, super text-heavy. You want to have a balance between text and um, the artwork. That works best for walking through a book. The four books are like multiple award winners, books that are popular with kids. Um, I think the artwork in all of them is incredibly engaging. And the stories are, I would say,
0: universal. Steffi, you mentioned this happening again. Can you talk more about that? Are they going to be books along a similar theme or just for this month or what, what are you thinking with that?
2: Yeah, we've done a story walk at Travers Heights in the past. Um, so they can be around any book, any theme. We are looking at a story walk series that will be had um, happening in town with some partners. So we're working out those details, but that would be the same location, but we'll switch out the book each week. So there'll be five different books that families could plan on the same route and enjoying, you know, a a series. And then some really early planning to feature a local artist and feature different works of that person. So we're working on some things. The story walk at Traverse Heights, the kids could um, snowshoe between the signs. And so that was a pretty cool experience. So bring your snowshoes if you want to, especially at Ashton Park, and you can just enjoy it in whatever whatever way you'd like to.
1: What a great way to discover a, a new book. It's a way to get the community to share a, um, an individual story. And I think that's the way stories are oftentimes meant to be shared. So I very, so very cool. Too.
2: We're excited. And, you know, I should say the story walk idea definitely is not our idea.
1: No, it's it's all yours. It's all yours. And you should take complete credit for it.
2: (laughs) No, they, this was started um, by a librarian, I believe it's in Vermont. And now you see them all over the place in lots of different forms, but we're excited to have it on a bigger scale in our town. And, and Larry, one, one thing I really like, about it. You know, I think about like all the times reading with my kids when they were young, and this is something we can do reading together and also be active and outside and it's,
0: it's a social way to do it. So I think it's something that we'll do more of. I love it. And I love the tip about getting hot cocoa. That's exactly what we're going to do. I'm going to get some hot chocolate. I'm going to get my pocket snacks and we're going to go uh, do a story walk.
1: Pocket snacks, always, always important. Can we talk a little bit about what's going on on Monday? It's a, a, a day off for our students, but we're asking them to do or to potentially take part in service work. Could you discuss that a little bit?
2: Sure. The United Way and other community partners have provided different venues that need help that day. And it's a way to celebrate um, the holiday. Yes, because school you know school's off, so people have a little bit of time if they can during the day. But there's lots of different um, time frames and blocks of time Um, for people to select what would work for them.
0: I was going to say, I was pretty excited to find on that United Way volunteering website, there were even opportunities for littles. Like we could, things like writing thank you letters to healthcare workers or to postal workers or to teachers or just that idea of even they can be of service and that's a good way to get started with it. I thought those were great.
2: Yes, I love that, that there are opportunities too that you can do without needing to go somewhere too feels like there's a lot of flexibility and, and options for different ages of kids and everybody can feel like they're contributing.
1: And we'll share that website in the, in the show notes for sure, the United, the United Way website, um, where they can see those volunteer opportunities. What a, what a great idea. We have not always done this. I, I don't know how many years now we've offered this opportunity, but it's, it's just such a great idea.
2: I can't speak to the history but um this is the first year that I know of that it was um through the united way for
0: specifically Martin Luther King Day and that united way website is open all the time. I know we've gone on there in the past as a family and picked different volunteering opportunities that are outside of this window. So
1: do you actually have the a uh, a quick link to that Danielle that you could share or is there one that you guys know of or
0: United Way
2: NWMI.org is their main site.
1: There we go. Steffi to the rescue, as always. <laughs> no. I'm really excited about the book walk. I would love to see more of this. Martin Luther King Day is a great reason to start it, but as a way to get the com- community focusing on literacy right. in a really tactile way. I know usually we talk ed tech on this podcast, but there is something... Um, That's great about, uh, you know, the tangible nature sometimes of sharing literature within a community. So this is a great way to do that and get them outside.
2: And, you know, have fun together around books. Reading is is a social experience, too, when you discuss and share and interact and react to a book.
0: These are all good things.
1: And hot chocolate.
0: (laughs) All things that make our community better.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: (laughs) If you're not local to Traverse City... Find out what's going on in your community. Find out how you can help get your kids involved in that. They have some great ideas about how they can make their school community, their family community, their larger community better. And I mean, anyone can do a story walk. It just requires taking a book apart, which is very hard for people like Steffi, but... If you
2: are going to do a DIY story StoryWalk, uh, I would definitely check out the StoryWalk website. There are some things to keep in mind. Copyright-wise, you have to be very careful. You can't alter, you can't copy or reproduce. You have to just be mindful, right, of the artwork and the copyright involved. And so definitely go to the website, check out StoryWalk for some FAQs if you're th- interested. But yes, it feels very strange to take a book apart, let me tell you.
1: The librarian in you is <laughs> actually breaking out in hives when you're A doing A little data. bit.
2: And like double checking that I'm not taking apart the copy that I have from Tattle. Because I have one from Tattle so that I, you know, to keep them in order as I'm putting the, like, once you take it all apart, got to be careful. I digress.
1: <laughs> this narrative somehow is really confusing. I don't know why. Because page four is in front of page two.
0: They're not numbered, Larry. <laughs> But the signs are probably numbered, right? Like the I go out there with my kids, I'm not going to get confused.
2: You are not going to get confused because when I take them apart, the backs of them will have the numbers and the fronts, will, you will see the numbers. But yes, I don't want to confuse myself. I promise they will be in order.
1: All right. We've, we've now gone <laughs> off on a tangent. No,
2: definitely cut this out.
1: She is breaking out in hives now. Yes. <laughs> okay, oh, hey, do we have a tech tool of the week then? Back tool of the week. All right, I've
0: been jamming on the Google Arts and Culture website. The specific parts that I'm really enjoying is the games section. Honestly, um, there's some good stuff about playing with music and sound. You can do something called Blob Opera. You create your own opera-inspired song with machine learning. There's painting with music. It's really learning through play and art and color and it's just gorgeous and super fun. So highly recommended. Um, the website is artsandculture.google.com slash project slash games. So check it out. Do some crosswords, some coloring masterpieces, or just blob opera, which is
1: quite hilarious. We, we, we might need to talk a little bit more about blob opera. Come on. What, what, what is blob opera about?
0: <laughs> All right. So no, because then you're going to make me sing and it's going to be really embarrassing. You create your own opera song, no music skills required, a machine learning experiment. You launch it, and then you just push them and they go, oh, oh, and it's fantastic. So just check it out. Oh my
1: Fable. gosh,
2: they're so cute.
1: blob opera. all right. we'll we'll definitely have those links in the show notes. I have one for you as well, another Google one. Google My Maps. Um, you can create your own custom maps using Google Maps. Everybody uses, you know, for the most part, Google Maps on some level. well, you can actually take a spreadsheet and uh, load it into Google Maps and you can create your own custom map with just the stuff that you want on it that is available, searchable, usable. Um, we're actually we're doing for the the district a, a district boundary map that will be clickable so you can find you know put in where you live and it'll show where it is in the um, in our district boundaries which is very useful, but I could see all kinds of different ways to play around with that and um, create your own own map.
0: Wow. Very personally, cool. I think that's a great way to plan out like a spring break, summer vacation kind of thing. Like have my kids help me how we can hit all the national parks, all that kind of stuff.
1: There we go. Sweet. Make that happen. Thanks, Larry. Well, you're welcome. All right. In closing, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TCAPSLOOP. At Brostrom DA. At Steffi Light. Rate and review. And subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, TuneIn, PocketCast, Downcast, Overcast, or wherever else you get your ear candy. Thanks for listening and inspiring. I hope it's over 15 degrees. That's all I can say.